Welcome to Don't Read Drunk, a podcast about books and booze. I'm Jenny, and I'll be your host. Hi, welcome back. We're on episode six, and we're going to be talking about the selection by Kira Cass. So I'm still just loving this podcast, and I hope you are as well. And I'm loving it because I'm reading more than I had been. And not only am I reading more to share on the podcast, I'm reading more in general. And I'm also reading more critically than I used to. When I was in high school and college, of course, you're you're always taught to read critically. You need to read critically to share information in uh, papers that you're writing. But after college and high school, I kind of got away from that really critical reading. I read for fun. I read for pleasure. And sometimes when you're not thinking critically, it feels more relaxing. Uh, But I do really enjoy the critical thinking piece of it and the analyzation of what I am reading. So that's all the good news. The bad news is I'm spending a lot more money on books. (laughs) So that's unfortunate. And again, if you would like to donate, please, please help me out on PayPal or become a Patreon, which you'll hear more information about that at the end of the show. So I picked the selection because it's a little lighter than some of the books that we've been discussing. It's still fun, but um, there's always something to analyze too with it. And so I enjoyed kind of the the relaxation of the fantasy and enjoyed that, but also was able to pull out a few things and a few pieces that I'm looking forward to talking about today. Settle into the pomp and pageantry of this book with a glass of champagne. And champagne is a sparkling wine from the Champagne region of France. Uh, I didn't know this for the longest time, but if it's not from the Champagne region, then it's not actually Champagne. It's just sparkling wine. And Champagne, how does that saying go? So Champagne is always a sparkling wine, but a sparkling wine is not always a Champagne. So my favorite is Vuclicot, a yellow label. It is a little bit more expensive than a lot of the stuff that I talk about, but it is my kind of special go-to Champagne for any celebratory event if you know something great happens or um, it's a holiday that I want to celebrate with friends or family, that's kind of my choice because it's an excellent champagne and enjoyed by a lot of people. It is dry. It's a brute. But even my friends and family who prefer like a sweeter wine, they will still enjoy it. If you don't like any dryness, you're probably not going to enjoy this one. Uh, but just because you might prefer the sweeter wines, you could still enjoy this. And I think a lot of it is because of the quality of this champagne. If you're a a taste tester and you're professional, you're supposed to be able to taste vanilla flavors and toastiness as well as yellow and uh, white fruits. I am not a professional. I could taste a little bit of the toastiness and like a light fruit flavor. Did not taste the vanilla at all. But it's just a good, just a good, rich flavor and really enjoyable, nice and bubbly. 
let's talk about Kira Cass now. So Kira Cass was born May 19th, 1981. So she is 40 years old. I love how in the about the author section, she it's really appropriate, especially for the book, but um, she says she's kissed approximately 14 boys. And I love when authors kind of do some fun and unique stuff because the about the author is usually, you know, where they live, where they grew up. In fact, that's pretty much what I've talked about, where they where they got their degree from. But this just reminds us that she is a real person. So it makes her more relatable, I think. So she did, uh, she was born and raised in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. She's of Puerto Rican descent. And she graduated from Radford University with a degree in history. Uh, There is a little bit of a controversy um, about a situation that happened. And I, I debated whether I wanted to share it or not, because I don't believe personally that it comes into play with what I want to talk about. Um, but it's also a very unethical situation. And if that's something that really motivates you to not want to read the book, I wanted to make sure I shared that because it could certainly lead to that, that people would maybe not want to read because of this situation. And what happened was Cure uh, Cass and her agent were speaking uh publicly on Twitter and they thought it was private and they were discussing how they could try to manipulate the Goodreads rating system after they received a one-star review on Goodreads and and from a, a blogger. And again, extremely unethical. Uh, and I definitely do not condone any behavior like that. I do believe it's probably more common than we realize you know, this was an oops, this was a situation where they thought they were speaking privately and were not. Uh, however, I wouldn't be surprised to find that that rating systems were attempted to be manipulated, whether it was around books or movies or TV shows. Personally, it, as unethical as that is, I still don't focus on reviews to determine if I want to read a book. So again, I'll, I prefer to look at the reviews afterwards to see if people thought similar things that I thought, but I don't like what people say about a book generally to, to come into play as I'm reading it. Something to think about. It's not what I really want to focus on today. So I want to move on from that and let's start talking about the book. The selection is set in a dystopian world where ongoing world wars have created new countries. So what was the United States is now um, called Ilya and ruled by the monarchy and divided into eight castes. The main character is American singer. She's a six and she's part of the arts cast. So everyone who is a six finds their living or makes their living through the arts of one form or another. She's a singer. Her older brother is a sculptor. Her younger brother is trying to figure out what he is um, best suited for and is practicing his painting. So the monarchy uses a bachelor type system to find a spouse for the prince. Uh, The idea is bringing, you know, 
bringing a newly formed, drawing a newly formed country together through love and hope. And what is more hopeful in life than young love? (laughs) So America is uh, a force to apply and is chosen for the selection. And so she must leave her friends and family behind and the boy that she's in love with. So the trilogy follows America through the journey of navigating these rebel attacks that are happening against the palace and the monarchy and all these, you know, catty young women, some nice young women who are all trying to steal the heart of the prince. It's really half Hunger Games and half The Bachelor without them trying to kill each other like they do in Hunger Games. So I think it's really interesting because a lot of YA novels have no parents or absent parents. And I wouldn't say America's parents are absent from her life and and are having a relationship with her, but they aren't truly present throughout the story. And one of the reasons I think for this is that in the YA novels, it's giving the readers that, that fantasy of freedom. Because if you're kind of in that YA category, that's where you're starting to look. You're starting to want to be independent from your family. And that fantasy, reading that book, kind of gives you that freedom and that independence away from your parents or your family. And, of course, I'm an adult. Why is popular with adults, too? And I think it brings them back to a time when they had their whole lives ahead of them. In 2012, there was a survey done by a market research firm that found 55% of YA books, readers of YA books, are adults. So I think it's a form of escapism for not only young adults, but also the um, older readers, the actual adults that are reading YA books. And I think a lot of these books should be read as such. There's always something to analyze and... I think we can do better. In fact, we're going to talk about how I think we can do better. But a lot of this is escapism, especially I think if you're an adult reading the book. There's, I think there's an opportunity to be more impactful for the young adults who are reading these books. And that's what I want to talk about. So this specifically isn't a book for deep thinking, but I think we can think deeply about it and talk critically about it. And I would like to see a shift in YA books. There's so many cliches in these YA books, like like being a princess. So America doesn't initially want to be a princess. And um, then she starts thinking, okay, it might might be nice. And I I think this is also funny because I never wanted to be a princess because I knew the princess doesn't have any power. So I wanted to be the queen. And we had 40 acres when I was growing up that I ran around on. And I had my wooden sword that I made with my grandpa in his woodworking shop. We made a wooden sword. So I would go around and I was the queen and I would smack my wooden sword against all the trees. (laughs) But that's also a cliche that everybody wants to be the princess. Another thing that's really common and threads through a lot of the YA novels is that a lot of the main characters don't want it to be in the spotlight and they're thrust into it by either accident or force. And I I guess my question along with that is why can't we teach young women that there's nothing wrong with drive and ambition? That you're not going to find success by being lackadaisical and that it's a lot of hard work. And 
I think the YA themes that are, are showing these young ladies being thrust into the spotlight are missing out on the opportunity that there's nothing wrong with wanting better than what you have. There's nothing wrong with working harder for it. You don't have to be content with your life. You don't just have to wait for it to happen to you that it's important to be proactive. Uh, another cliche is, oh, poor America does not realize how beautiful that, that she is. Again, another common trait among uh, main characters in YA novels. And since when is this a good trait? I think there's such a big dis- difference between confidence and arrogance. And YA novels are a great way to start teaching this distinction that um, whoever these main characters are, in this case, America, why can't she recognize and appreciate the things that the, the good qualities she has? She just is constantly doubting herself. And I think that a lot of times when you're that age, you are doubting yourself. But how can we, how can we change that? How can we encourage young women to um, be proud of the different traits that they have? Be proud that they are different, that they're not the same as everyone else. And America has all these doubts because she's from the one of the lowest castes in the country and one of the lower castes among all these other young women. But she doubts herself and she doubts these traits in herself and she's not like other people. And when are we going to start celebrating that uniqueness is better than being like everybody else? In saying that too, I am... Um, invested in America. I do really like her. She has a lot of the same doubts and hopes that um, many young adults do and many people do. So she is relatable. So I did get teary-eyed when she's picked for the selection and her whole family is celebrating. It's a it's a nice little moment. But then it's at this point that we learn um, that women's bodies are property of the government still and that there is a no sex before marriage law and sex before marriages is punishable by death. And then that they also need physical confirmation of America's virginity and of all the girls' virginity. So they have to physically check to make sure that they are virgins. And I think Cass dropped the ball on this one. I think she really could have injected an important voice into the YA community about women and their bodies because then the only time this is brought up again is when America thinks the prince is trying to have sex with her because she she was told to, as they're checking for her virginity, that she can't turn him down for anything. Whatever he wants, she has to agree to it. And so she needs him in the groin. And this important moment is turned into a joke. And then it's also focused on that America has this great character trait of breaking the rules because how dare you knee the prince in the groin or turn him down for anything. And while I do think that um, this breaking the rules trait and this, um, this idea of, of not conforming to society in that way is, is a great one and an important one. Uh, It's common with other young adult uh, heroines. There's just still so much that she missed and, it's like she set herself up for it and then then just let it be. And maybe that could have maybe that could have been editing. I'm not sure, but there was a lot that I think was missed in that storyline. 
And of course, with the selection and with a lot of um, young adult characters, they're all book perfect. The um, style of the writing is typical romance novel arc. You know, there's uh, misunderstandings that could have easily been resolved had they just talked about it. So if you let go of what it's not, you can enjoy it for what what it is. Uh, America is fun. She's spunky. She'd rather wear jeans than the elegant ball gowns. She's not like an epic character, so you can't really look for for that in her. Uh, enjoy the descriptions of the food. Sip your cha- sip your champagne and imagine being among the girls of the selection luxuriate in the description of the palace like you're in one of America's bubble-filled baths. It, it's just the imagery and it's fun. Uh, it reminds me a lot of the TV show Rain, which is about the Mary, about Mary Queen of Scots. And if you've seen that, the show, again, is not a particularly great show, but just the... Um, just the dresses that the girls are wearing and the outfits. It's just incredible. And I think, I think they won awards for that actually, that it was just really stunning. And so that's what I imagine the, uh, I imagine the selection to be. It's so rain is set in history. It's a historical um, show. And with the selection, it's set in the future, but it feels very historical. It's, you know, it's a pleasurable fantasy, and there's nothing wrong with a little fantasy in your life. Uh, For YA, there can be room for fantasy, as well as teaching um, the readers to love themselves and love their lives. Teach them, again, to build the life they want rather than hoping that they fall into it. Because that's another commonality among a lot of popular YA novels is that it's just something that happens to them. There is, you know, there's a couple moments where Cass does really get it right. And one of my favorites is that America's talking to one of the boys that she loves and he loves her and he's pushing her to make a choice. And America says to him, I'm choosing me. And I love that because that's one of the things that is really important is through a lot of YA novels. And at least as I was growing up, there was a lot of choosing the prince and choosing the right guy. And there was a lot less of choosing yourself. So I love when America gets to say that she's choosing herself. And of course, you know, she ends up with her perfect happily ever after. (laughs) But there are still a few a few great moments that are not totally anti-feminist. So thanks again for joining. You can find me on Twitter at don't read drunk, Instagram at don't read drunk, email at don't read drunk at gmail.com and website at don't read drunk If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can do a one-time donation on PayPal using the email don'treaddrunk at gmail.com. You can support this podcast by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com slash don'treaddrunk. 
Thank you to my sponsors, Aaron Ruiz at One Up Till Sunup, who created the music. You can find One Up Till Sunup on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. That's the number one, U-P-T-I-L, Sunup. And Avenue Coffee, who keeps me going with great conversation and English breakfast tea. You can find them on on their website at avenue-coffeehouse.com and on Facebook. And they will be opening that second location in downtown Milwaukee, uh, uh, middle of October. So stay tuned for more details on that. Next episode, I'm actually not going to be talking about a book. But as I was researching this book, this author, uh, I found a lot of interesting articles. And so I wanted to talk about reader shame. And how how should we handle that? What should we be reading if there is anything we should be reading? So we'll be discussing next week reader shame. I look forward to seeing you again. Bye and talk to you soon.